everybody, and welcome to the Sports 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 Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomerville. And joining us, as always, is the Sports Outsider, Phil Ranta. Man, Joel, you are really spiking the mic today. Uh, that's because I'm spiking life right now. Yeah, you are yeah. screaming into that microphone like a wild bear. I is spiking life a good thing? That sounds bad. Yeah. No, you know what? I think, like, Johnny Manziel spiked life. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> he went, yeah. He went a little too loud. It got distorted. And it yeah. made you realize that it's like, loud is okay, but definitely too loud. And, yeah. Not good. Don't do it. No more football. No more football <laughs> for Johnny Manziel. Hey, Donald Trump says he's going to be a dynamic player to watch. Yeah. I'm sure he's this close. By to the way, I think comeback. I think that's one of the more embarrassing things our president has ever said. <laughs> Could have been, I yeah. really think that is he has not deleted that tweet. He's deleted lots of other old tweets. <laughs> this, is, this is not Jordan failing to acknowledge all of the things that Donald Trump has said. Oh, right? yes, Simply yes, him yes, putting yeah. the Manziel tweet in its appropriate context. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> what do we have in the show today? Uh, we got some big stuff in the show. Looking into getting some of these people from ESPN. Yeah, ESPN yeah. went on a huge firing spree, firing yeah. a ton of people there. Yeah. Luckily, we picked up everybody's Boom. favorite ESPN person. We could all say it together. Skip Trippman to come Trittman. here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. You've seen him commentating games. You've seen him on SportsCenter. Skip Trippman is going to be in the studio today talking like about he, what his next move is. plausible. I don't know that I can remember more than three names of people from ESPN. I so. think he was a weekend guy on First Take. Right. Okay. I don't know. I, I don't watch sports. I'm trying to put this. Now. I don't watch sports, but even I know who Skip Trippman is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Silly us. All right. Oh, we and a wide world of weird sport. I goddamn right we do. Can we, we assume that we goddamn right do? I think that we should just assume that from do now we, on. Do we seriously have a wide world of weird sports? Oh man, Joel. are we are we certain that that's I don't like happen. it when Joel does this joke. It makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> that's get, the whole reason why I still do it, Phil. <laughs> LeBron James update, watch update. LeBron James update, watch update. Brought to you by all the things that LeBron James sponsors today. <laughs> Cavaliers head coach has the hardest job in the NBA, according to himself and no one else. Yeah, I was about to say. I, I don't, don't think don't it's think the hardest. Subheadline: Basketball is an individual skills competition masquerading as a team sport. <laughs> right, it's true. LeBron yep, James can play seems, solo. Kind of seems that way. Uh, coach uh, Cavs coach Tyron Lue. Uh, I love how uh, we've done several of these segments, and every time you mention that the Cavs coach's name is Tyron Lue, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. New piece of information. <laughs> well, he has he has the he has the largest payroll in the NBA with the Cavaliers, and he also has three All Stars on his team. And one of those All Stars is LeBron James. Yeah. Right. When he was hired in January of 2016, I think it's safe to say he was somewhat set up for success. I would say uh, so. Yeah, he had I LeBron think, James, see, did, so that's pretty see, good. Did they? Well, I mean, did they have Kevin Love in the team at the time? They did. They oh, did. you know what? Then I think pretty much set there. Hard to lose when you have Kevin Love. But even so, this this uh, this this setup comes with challenges that no other coach in the league has to face, according to Lou. Ooh. Said Lou, it's the hardest job by far. It's the hardest job. Does he care to elaborate? He then um, just goes and talks about like other stuff. But I'm going to skip that part of the quote. Okay, that's <laughs> fair. That's fair. The difficulty, he says, uh, comes not from trying to win games, but from all the scrutiny that comes with the process. Oh, yeah. From that notoriously mean Cleveland and Ohio <laughs> sports media. Right. They're unforgiving because they're so um, used to winning. <laughs> poor, they have so much winning that they can't not win. Yeah, poor, poor Tyron. When I was a player, probably 
about seven or eight years ago, I'm trying to attack every reporter that said something, Lou said, inadvertently opening up an old cold case file of a... (laughs) An attacked NBA reporter committed by someone the size and shape of Tyron Lou wearing a basketball jersey, a Tyron Lou basketball jersey. <laughs> Look, what I'm trying to say is the police department's really bad around these parts. Yeah. That makes sense. That's yeah. sensible, yeah. Uh, but basically, he, he took especially uh, exception as uh, has basically been he's criticized a lot here for resting his stars like LeBron James. Yeah, got to rest him. And then, and then... He's criticized for playing LeBron James too much. <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah. That's he, a real bummer. And that's one of those things that, like, and I know we give Tyron Lue a hard time, but the media does do this, and that's super annoying. You know what? You've got to learn to ignore annoying. the media. Focus on yeah. the game. Like, what if he just, I mean, it, to, to expect him to ignore the media and then just sit back and do nothing while LeBron James wins him title after title, I mean, I can't imagine what that'd be like. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just uh, well, here's to just to just have skin thick enough to not respond to idiots for a few months out of the year before you 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 get another fancy ring for your collection. Well, part of the problem is, and this is something Lou said. He said part of the problem, his quick ascension contributed to the challenges he faces. Mm. Now, remember, this is a guy who's basically handpicked by LeBron James. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm sorry. What ascension? <laughs> I just got. I don't r- think anyone other than Tyron Lue views his current position as a quote-unquote ascension. Well, he says, uh, I just got thrown right into the fire, not knowing how I wanted to coach. I thought I had a thought of what I wanted to do as a coach. It's funny that he thinks it matters what he wants to do as a coach. <laughs> but basically, he's kind of saying, you know, since LeBron James just kind of gave me this job, kind of spaced on how to do it. <laughs> Yeah, I can imagine because you don't have to do it. Like, if you don't use it, you lose it. Remember last year when we went to seven games before we won the title against the winningest regular season team ever? God, we might have won in six if I hadn't. Well, see, the thing is, he does have some humility here. He says, uh, you know, regarding the uh, NBA playoffs, he says, it was just a a tough situation. They were down three to one. He goes, it was just a tough situation, and it was all God. And I think it was all God to get through that and win a championship and be down 3-1. The way I did it, I mean, that was just, it had to be heaven sent. It's, You're probably confused. Right. Yeah. Because, it sounds like he's saying that he's the one who contacted God to let him know. Well, it's yeah. important to note that God doesn't care about the NBA. No. Andor is as real as traveling. Okay, and well, frankly, if he's wasting <laughs> God's time on the NBA, then there's some like starving child in Africa no, no, being no. like, what the hell? Strike that. Why are you taking all this time? No, here's it sounds the thing. like as Tyron Lue is seeing it, he's the one who came up with the idea of getting God involved. That everyone was sitting around the locker room like, boy, guys, what do we do to come back from this 3-1 deficit? And he's like, I got it. God. God's, what he, God's what he calls LeBron James, guys. Oh. Oh. News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. Fenway Park proposal fails miserably. <laughs> you parked your car in the Harvard, Harvard yard. yard. <laughs> yep. 
I can't believe that happened. How do you like these apples? <laughs> apple. Yeah, like, I. It's basically, that's what they all say. Club chowder. Yeah. When are, like that. When are you yeah. guys going to stop being real dicks and making fun of deaf people? This <laughs> Matt, is, this is totally Matt Damian. <laughs> so, basically, uh, a guy proposed at the stadium with the thing and the, the oh, scoreboard. Oh, what a memory. At the world's, yeah, old, I mean, well, at the world's oldest baseball stadium. So, and here's the thing, and, and, and everyone, when this happens, and if you've ever been to one, you're like, oh, man, here's something that's super special. Yeah. And uh, for the guys, probably think it's super special. For the girl, I think about one in 20 girls are okay with this. Yeah. Well, right. I think a lot uh, of girls like the, uh, the all the eyes on them kind of thing. That makes it special. Well, and here's Ooh. the thing. I'm... Right. I'm a benefit of the doubt guy. I've always assumed that the guys who are making this proposal are like aware that like their their girl's a big baseball uh, fan see, and she's think, actually going to be excited about I this. I think a large percentage of the guys who would consider this sort of a thing are oblivious to that. Yeah, that's entirely possible. Could yeah. Be. Someone who would think I might, this is an think, awesome idea might not also have a good read of his girl. I probably right. believe in humanity too do? much. Dodgers game, I'm going to propose my bib. Hey, isn't that the one that's deathly afraid of baseball bats? <laughs> It's bro. I don't know. I think that, but it could be romantic. Uh, but according to the press and everyone uh, covering the game and at the game, people, uh, something went wrong. The moment played out on the jumbotron. This is what someone at the game said. This is press tweeted. The scoreboard proposal at Fenway may have just gone awry. There was no hug. The camera cut away, and the crowd groaned. <laughs> Because yeah. they're not necessarily mic'd up, too, sometimes when they do this. So sometimes right. it's just, you know. And then you just you, see mouths move. And then apparently the cameraman just went, Gah! Right. Yeah. <laughs> I got to say, props to her. Don't don't let anybody pressure you in a moment like that. And I feel like that is the one downside to a stadium proposal. <laughs> one downside. But mostly it's like, yeah, hey, listen, if it's a no, it's a no. But so also be boo bold. to the director of the Jumbotron for telling him to cut away. That's magic. <laughs> you say you That's say true. hold on to the shot as long as you can don't you cut away this is a human moment the likes of which i'm never going to come across and then again the, in my the, entire the life. uh owner of the jumbotron network is knocking on the door being like cut it cut it He's like, <laughs> don't you cut it <laughs> you stay on that shot <laughs> the uh, uh uh twitter so how, oh, this went viral Oh sure, and that's the worst part about stadium proposal. If you say no, it's gonna it's gonna it's go viral. You're actually gonna, gonna go get viral. if you're someone who hates the attention. You're like, I can't believe he did this. We're not ready. He knows I. He knows I'm deathly afraid of baseball bats. Right. Which again, hey, the, the you know it's gonna go viral. Yeah. The, the it's a it's a bold choice to say no. Most people would say yes, let it all happen, and then like the next day be like, Tom, yeah. we gotta talk. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. That's Back what I probably later. Do. But you yeah. know what? Don't fucking let people push you around you be you and you be you strong well in retail well here's the thing so people start chanting afterwards guess what they started chanting what? uh boston red sock no just say yes just say yes oh just that's say, creepy with a boston accent i bet just say yes just yeah. say cuba that's <laughs> just, that's fucking terrible just say pock just say yaka you're a harvard cuba so uh, as, as for a, supper, I'd like the era party a, planner. <laughs> but anyway, no, no, but don't, don't worry, don't worry, because there was plenty of people in the audience who who were, who were even more mean spirited. They started chanting, "She said no, she said no." I'm not joking. <laughs> there are also things like that, that which which is even I think that's just say yes. That's kind of a mean pressure thing. But just say no. That's just mean. Or she said no. That's just mean spirited. I don't know. To, to some degree, but I also, again, as a born contrarian, 
I'm digging this chick. A part of me is like, if she's not with this guy anymore, I oh, need Oh, don't to... worry. No bros on Twitter made comments like you. <laughs> Proposal well, at Fenway. You... The girl said no. It was awesome. I'm trying to get her number. Oh, that's crap. a, that's a Joel comment. That's a total Joel comment. Well, no, because I, I feel like I'm coming from a better place, which is to say that I think we're soulmates. Anyone who would go wow. out of their way to, to upset, you know, chanting, chanting people at a stadium... People reveling in the fact that a dude just got denied a proposal at Fenway kind of sums up Twitter in 2017. Yeah, that makes sense. It's the ultimate just like... But I'm not on Twitter in 2017. Uh, this, feel- this one uh, female uh, says uh, her name is Zatine. If a guy ever proposed to me at Fenway, I'd swan dive off the green monster. What? Whoa, she that's like extreme. Yeah, she, she does not want Again, to... Again, I'd argue that the them. woman who was simply confident enough to just say no... And let that be where well, it was it more like ended. a no. The end. No. You know, the option's never been there. I'm from Boston. Boston. Joining us now on the podcast is Skip Tripman. Hey, everybody. It's me, Skip Tripman. Formerly of ESPN. Yep. You'll all recognize my voice from ESPN. Worldwide leader in sports. Now, Joel and I... We watch probably less ESPN now than we did uh, when we were yeah. younger. Sure. Maybe you might even remember me when you were younger. I've been with the organization since the late 80s where I've been commentating on all sorts of games. Holy crap. Are you serious? Have you ever seen the segment Days of the Week? Yes, of course. No, oh, my it's, gosh. It's I called watched... Plays of the Week. I was just fooling with you. Oh, gosh. <laughs> days of the Week are just the Days of the Week. <laughs> Seems like that would get I was a just having rough. a little fun with you right there. That would get a little repetitive after the first one. Monday, <laughs> Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. What would you say are the top ten days of the week? There's only seven, Joel. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, uh, we're, I we're... find myself out of a job now, though. Right, Been out of the true. job ESPN. market for thirty years. Got fired. I would love if you guys could hook me up with one of your people from your network to see if I could get well, another well, commentary job. Well, we got your cover letter, and it was yeah. very, very sweet. Thank you. But Did we- you notice the odd times where I capitalized things? <laughs> yeah, I also noticed sometimes there'd be that, like, yeah. uh, you know, like a period and then like too many spaces. That's, you know, how we commentate. <laughs> But no, but now that you're here, I, I mean, I, like I said, I'm glad that you want to kind of get get your feet wet in digital media, the podcasting world. It's a lot different than network television. Can't sure. wait for you guys to give me my own podcast. I just have a couple of simple demands. One, oh boy, I'm going to want my own studio. Number two, oh, wham, I get a half a million dollars a year, just like ESPN. And I must insist on a parking space directly in front of the door. All right, well, None of those things are possible. Ooh, strike one. Oh, we have no parking space. Yeah, I was going to say, the parking, I think, you know, I could move my car a little bit. I, I wouldn't have any problem giving an ESPN employee kind of like the closest it's spot. A, a well, that's point. fantastic. I mean, well, I'll just need to see the contract. I'll have my agent oh, uh, logo. Oh, everything else we it's ca- absolutely can't do. It's all street parking. Oh, so no. I feel like we could, we could not. If there's, a, if there's a spot in front of the door, we could not park in it. Well, that's a, I find that to be quite... The bummer. No, but no, sure. but you've been working in traditional media a long time, and we're kind of the new media. Yep. So I guess how do you think you can That's adapt? What a lot like, of people say about me is I'm representative of the new media. So I, I guess my question to you is like, if you were say in charge of our Twitter feed, what oh, yeah, you could bring to our Twitter feed? I am fan. I I actually am fantastic at Twitter. Yeah. I've been thinking about Twitter a lot ever since I looked at it right after I got fired. <laughs> and this, I've already composed my first tweet. Okay, my first tweet 
and my new profile is going to look a little something like this. Hey, it's Skip Trippman here from ESPN Formerly. Now I'm starting my own podcast on the Comedy Podcast Network. Oh, boingo, it's a home run. Okay, I'm pretty sure you exceeded the 144 yeah, character Yeah, that was a little long. There. Wait, the 140 what limit? Oh, 144 the- characters. Ah, yeah. well, I've only got one character. Skip <laughs> Trippman. Okay, Okay, Skip. Well, why don't we why don't we pitch you like some hype? Maybe not. Maybe not Twitter. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But let's pitch you like some hypothetical situations here. Uh, what if we were having you like interview like major sports figures? Oh, I'm fantastic at that. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I'm used to bantering back and forth with another anchor. Sure. As but you we gotta understand, we have we have a lot of people who come in the show to clear the air oh yeah they're they're in the midst of a very public controversy well there's one thing that everybody knows about me who's been watching me for all of these years they understand that i'm great at subtlety pow (laughs) oh okay now skip i'm gonna say you don't need to do the sound effects quite as much it's a podcast it's kind of like a generational thing i feel like the kids these days, they're not as into the sound effects. I totally get... Well, you here you go. You know, you're, I feel like you're, you're trying a little too hard. People like, people like genuine now. All you right. Know? Well, you... Authenticity. Uh, how yeah. about this, Jordan? I've yeah. got an idea. You play a basketball player that just got arrested for heroin. Okay. I will show you how subtle I can be. Okay. I have a lot of trouble believing someone could be addicted to heroin and still... Joel, you're going to be playing the silent cameraman. <laughs> That's going to be your role in this little role play. All right. Here we go. Chuck Donger here with me. Just got arrested for heroin. Probably has his career. You're a silent camera. (laughs) Just got his career taken away from him. Chuck, how are you doing today? How are you feeling? Well, Skip, not too good. Boingo, boingo. I, uh, you know, I just got arrested for heroin. Wang, I mean, skibble a wop. I think it's clear that I've made some bad choices in my life. Boosh! And it's time I made some positive change. Could you stop making... See, I yeah, feel I like really if I'm the like athlete the... now, I'm, jo- I'm back to Jordan What now. I'm doing now is just adding a little bit of zhuzh to it. Yeah, that's we call one it thing. ESPN, thing the worldwide leader. It's when you're boring. overdubbing uh, on, a, on like a, uh, a sports highlight package. Yeah, like, a, like, like days whole... of the week? But yeah, the sort or, of yeah, hard... No, don't say yeah, it's called plays of the week. The sort You're of gonna hard, keep getting you on that. The one. sort of hard hitting athlete interviews that we do in this podcast, we really delve into what. All right, let, that let me try. Thinking. Let me try again. Same, right, same can, setup. Can I, can I take this one? Yeah, yeah. Actually, go for it. Yeah. I'll be the silent right. right. cameraman. Okay, so I'm, George's I'm, the silent cameraman. Where Rowell is the heroin addict. Yeah. Chuck, addicted to heroin, must be a pretty addictive drug. Giving up your whole career like that. How does it feel to be high on heroin? Well, yeah, man. I mean, that's really the problem. Is it feels great to the and moon. Wow! And I, um, you knocked that heroin right out of the park. There goes my consciousness. Blam! Uh, well, I mean, I gotta be honest with you. Uh, it seems like you're mocking my pain here, man. I'm here to. Have you ever thought air. about switching out that nasty heroin and trying an uplifting drug like cocaine? <laughs> uh, what? Try some cocaine. We'll get uh, you high. I'm going to stop you right now. Uh, we've had a problem in the past. We're not allowed to say the phrase, try some cocaine on the show yeah, no, anymore. And, 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 and At ESPN, we off. do a lot of cocaine. We have to in order to keep that energy going. Well, you get the 5 a.m. hour. Network. Whoa, yeah. <laughs> 5 a.m. hour, you got to do a little cocaine before you get on the air so you can go kabow. Yeah, uh, okay, Skip, uh, I hate to tell you this. I don't think you're a good fit. Yeah, no, I don't. How about this? I can take an administrative role. Okay, How about you just maybe. let me be CEO of Comedy Podcast Network? Well, tell us what you would bring as Here CEO. Here we go. Pretend I'm running a board meeting. 
Okay. Uh, Jordan, you're going to be our chief financial investor for Comedy Podcast Network. Joel, you're going to be the silent cameraman. <laughs> Not the silent investor? It nope, you're going like to be the silent cameraman. All right. All right. All right. All right. Uh, Jonesy Moneybags. Yes. Uh, welcome to Comedy Podcast Network. I see. It's a very nice studio you have here. As you'll notice, there's no crime going on in here. There has not been a blooper in our paperwork. Uh, paid all of our taxes, and uh, this is the this is the studio. Welcome. Thank you very much. I'm you know a- what? You should probably quit the heroin, start doing some cocaine. You know, I know I'm just the cameraman, but I really feel the need to, to jump in here. You know what? I don't want to give you notes, <laughs> I don't, but I- usually a silent cameraman, way more silent than that. <laughs> I am not interested in any cocaine. I just wanted to see if maybe I should invest in comedy podcasts. Oh, well, I'd love to. Well, luckily, my salary... Uh, I'm going to have to give myself a little raise because I'm CEO. Million dollars a year. I'm going to need the parking spot right in front. Uh, and you, uh, I don't think that's anything that I, I'm going to be able to provide. I came here to see how you're, you could monetize these podcasts, and I certainly didn't imagine being offered cocaine. Well, how about this? We're going to get you your own show on the air. Everybody's dream. We're going to put you on the air, and you're going to be able to say, Jagango. Jagango. There we go. Feels good, don't it? Okay. Yes, it uh, does. Give me it. money. I, I, oh man, I, I just feel say, so empowered now. I, I, yeah. Being a wealthy businessman, being just offered a show, finally, yeah. like that, I felt, I felt uh, super empowered. I'm sorry, wealthy businessman. The silent cameraman apparently has something to say. <laughs> what are you talking? I hate about? to, I hate to admit this, but that is actually how most of that. that that's spot on exactly how most of our investor conversations have gone. So I, I'm gonna be honest, Skip. You want to come on as CEO? Bam! Zagawi! I'm the new CEO of Comedy <laughs> Podcast Network. I can't it honestly tell so you who good. the current CEO is, so if you could find out who that is and then fire him. All right, I'll make sure to do that. Thank you for the job of Gango, Django. Unchained. And now it's time for another wide world of Weird Wide World of Weird Sports. What do we got this week? This week's Wide World of Weird Sports, Ali Dia. Ali Dia? Ali Dia. Ali Dia? Ali Dia. Is that something you say to your wife? <laughs> uh, Ali Dia was born August 20th, 1965. Uh, he's a, a Senegalese former professional footballer who played as a striker. Professional then, you mean... Football. 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 That's him, yeah. Uh, November 1996, Dia convinced then-manager of Southampton, Grammy Saunus, that he was the cousin of FIFA World Player of the Year and Ballon d'Or winner George Way, which led him uh, signing, uh, led to him signing a one-month contract with Southampton days later. Wow, do you remember the glory days when Sanus was in charge at Southampton? Oh, man. I mean, it yeah. just takes me back to even say those names. Right, right. Yeah. So he got a one-month contract by lying that he was the cousin of George Way. So does that mean, oh. and now and I'm just going to, because he's, he's Senegalese, I'm going to assume now that basically the person in charge of Southampton was just super racist. He must have been, yeah. Yeah, I'm he super He didn't audition okay. him or anything. The, this is hey, fraud. you know that other guy? That I kind of look like? Yeah, I know him. He's my yeah. cousin. Well, and, then and Bill, he sports, must be good. <laughs> in sports, it's called a tryout. Uh, okay. Yeah, but uh, I, am, I am totally... the theater, it's called an audition. Yeah, I know. I'm totally okay with this fraud at this point because it's like, yeah, who are you screwing over? 
racist soccer team sure. manager. So well, fine. then you're going to be sad about this. Dia played only one match in his short spell at the club. No. He came on as a substitute in a league game, but was then himself substituted, <laughs> and then he was subsequently released 14 days into his contract. Oof. So I'm going to ask, did they, did they discover that he was a fraud when he went out in the field? Uh, well, get this. The soccer team was not practice. This I was mean, a, that's the, not the, surprising to anyone, I don't think. The coach but. went, huh, he doesn't seem to know you're not supposed to touch it with your hands. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's uh. very slow and clumsy. <laughs> well, let's dive into the career of the worst professional footballer ever. Footballer. Uh, footballer. After playing a career at the lower levels in France and Germany and having already failed trials at Port Vale Gillingham My and Bournemouth. Dia joined non-league club Blythe Spartans, where he made only oh, one substitute appearance. He only made one substitute appearance yep. in a club game, not even pro. Is that what club means? Uh, in a non-league club. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on November 9th, 1996, in a uh, Northern Premier League game against Boston United. That's where he got his. Uh, days later, Dia was signed by Southampton manager Grame Sonas after Sonas received a phone call purporting to be from Liberian International and former FIFA World Player of the Year George Way. Wow, something tells me uh, that it was not, in fact, George Way. No, no. Phone. The phony Way told Sonas that Dia was his cousin, <laughs> had so, played so for Paris Saint Germain. He, he approached this whole thing the phony way because it was on the phone, yeah. Uh, that had played uh, and had played 13 times for his country, but none of this was actually true. And the phone call to Sonus was actually made by a fellow university student of Dia's, <laughs> <laughs> suggesting that he should give Dia a chance with Southampton. And of course, Sonus was convinced, and Dia was signed to a one month contract. Well, of course, he was convinced. <laughs> you can't was... trust those Brits at university. Right. Oh, man. Yeah, George Way. Is a big player around there. Again, total fraud. I'm so glad that he secured whatever you get paid for a one-month contract in right. football. He made something. That's yeah. good. Uh, Dia played just one game for Southampton wearing the number 33 shirt against Leeds United on November 23rd, 1996. You know, Leeds United, the vastly superior team to Leeds Divided. Right, yeah. Leeds Divided. A lot more teamwork, I've They noticed. never pass, yeah. yeah. Uh, he had originally been scheduled to play in a reserve uh, team friendly against Arsenal, but the match was canceled due to the waterlogged pitch, which is a big bummer because if it would have been a friendly match, <laughs> they would have gone, oh, this guy's not good. Don't put him in a real match. Uh, in the match against Leeds, he came on to substitute Matthew Letezer after 32 minutes, but was later substituted himself for Ken Manku in the 85th minute. So he got to play a full 53 yeah. minutes. That's pretty good for a not real soccer player. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, Leeds won the match 2 to nothing, and Le Tisler said he ran around the pitch like Bambi on ice. <laughs> it was very embarrassing to watch. <laughs> what is that? Oh, like he was just clumsy and falling. Do you remember the scene where yeah, Bambi's on the ice and yeah. then she does the splits? Yeah, yeah. no, I, at first I was like imagining. quad splits. Kind of hot. Yeah. Kind of hot. Uh, Dia uh, dude, was that's fucking gross. Bambi's a little kid. No, Bambi's a deer. <laughs> In deer years, she was like 28. Uh. Dia was released by Southampton two weeks into his contract. He briefly played for non-league Gateshead. 
before leaving in February 1997. It's just failing well, if, upwards. If Southampton looks bad, Gateshead looks positively atrocious. I feel right. like this sounds like if if uh, like London had a version of the National Lampoon. This sounds like a straight-to-DVD British <laughs> National Lampoon movie. Yeah, exactly. Well, he's won some awards. Uh, so Dia was named number one on a list of the 50 worst footballers in the Times newspaper. Um, on the list in the Sun newspaper, he topped top 10 rubbish footballers. <laughs> and on November 4th, in a list for the uh, top 50 worst strikers, according to the Daily Mail. So he's got a legacy. I don't feel like this is entirely fair. I feel like the worst footballer is, I don't know, some like Pele. three-year-old in Indiana. I feel like I feel like it's unfair to include him considering he's he's a con man, not really yeah. a football player. He's an not excellent con man. Yeah, he was a pro-contracted player. Yeah. Aren't they all just con men? And that brings it <laughs> into another wide world of weird sports. Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings to a close another sports, sports, sports podcast. But before we go, we'd like to have uh, Skip Trippman come on and give you our contact information. Hey there, everybody. It's me, Skip Trippman, here to give some contact information. You can find us on Twitter, Pazow, at twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. While you're there, also tweet my company, Comedy Podcast Network, at Comedy Podnet. Just real quick, it's, it's not it's like not Twitter. Your, this, your I'm company. the CEO, yeah. so you can uh, make sure to tweet at me a, a little pithy statement saying, Hey, Skip, we're so happy that you're now the CEO of Comedy Podcast Network. Long may he reign. You can find us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. That's facebook.com slash pow the number three. Wham! <laughs> While you're there, make sure to leave a little message congratulating me. To be clear, the, 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 the pow and the wham were for effect. They're not actual parts of the web address. Or you can find all of our episodes at soundcloud.com slash sports number three podcast. And soon you're going to hear many, many more comedy podcast network shows that I'm going to be launching, including Bam with Skip and also Boomerammy with Skip Trippman. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thank you, Skip. Board meeting at 6 a.m. tomorrow. You know, it's good to have a new CEO. Yeah. yeah. It's actually, I think he's going to bring some discipline. To this you know place. what I can't help but notice? What? You didn't thank people for listening this time in the outro. Oh, I didn't? Nope. Yeah, because fuck them. Lights off. You have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit comedypodcastnetwork.com.